Divers, coming to you from the fabulous decompression lounge adjacent to Studio D. Welcome to the Deep Dive Microcast. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, bon vivant, and writer for Wang's Shop Movie Magazine, available on Amazon.com. This is a companion series of the Deep Dive Podcast, where myself and my co-host Manda look at the lesser-known offerings on your streaming media feeds. On this microcast, we're diving into an upcoming streaming media service from the folks at NBC, Universal, Comcast, Xfinity, Shineheart Wigs. You get the idea. It's called Peacock, and it will be flying into homes across America this year. But before we get into the details, a little history about NBC and its longtime avian mascot. The National Broadcasting Company began in 1926 as a partnership among RCA, General Electric, and Westinghouse, who were leaders in the radio industry. Originally, NBC was split into two networks, NBC Red and NBC Blue. The Red Network was for commercial broadcasts, while the Blue was for more culturally oriented programming. Eventually, the Blue Network would be sold and rebranded as ABC. Yes, that ABC. In the summer of 1941, the NBC television network broadcast its first commercial programming. However, the onset of World War II slowed the expansion of television into American homes. After the war ended, it was full speed ahead for both the sales of television sets and network television itself. The 1950s became known as the golden age of television, and NBC led the way with popular shows like the Texaco Star Theater, Dragnet, You Bet Your Life, and Your Show of Shows. However, the most popular show of the 50s featured a slightly crazy redhead and her bongo-playing husband. I Love Lucy dominated the ratings and pioneered the situation comedy. It was also on rival network, CBS. As the top two networks battled for ratings dominance with their television programs, they were also competing on the technological front when it came to introducing color television to the masses. NBC was the first network to broadcast a color television signal from coast to coast in 1954 when they telecast that year's Tournament of Roses parade. NBC also produced the first series entirely filmed in color, a sitcom called Norby that aired in 1955. At the time, almost no one had a color television set in their homes. In fact, it wasn't until the late 1960s that most American homes had purchased a color television set. In order to promote their color broadcast and drive sales of color televisions, NBC had to come up with some kind of campaign to not only show off their newly colorful programs, but to let people without color sets know what they were missing. In 1956, the director of design at NBC, John J. Graham, created the original Peacock logo. It consisted of 11 feathers in six colors, maroon, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet. That logo graced NBC's color programs for several years until it was retired in 1959. 
Fast forward 20 years to 1980, and the Peacock was revived and revised as a simpler, more streamlined logo. The Peacock was further altered in 1986, losing five of its 11 feathers. The remaining six feathers were meant to represent the six divisions of NBC. News, sports, entertainment, TV stations, TV network, and operations. That version remains the company's logo to this day. It also provided the inspiration for NBC's upcoming streaming service, Peacock. We'll return after these announcements. We're proud of Say it again. One of the side effects of services like Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Hulu gaining viewership is the phenomena of cord cutting. For the last several years, more households have decided to cut down or even completely cancel their cable or satellite TV subscriptions in favor of other, cheaper alternatives. One of those being streaming media services. However, with the combined cost of multiple subscription-based services, broadband internet, and streaming boxes like the Apple TV and Roku, the price tag creeps ever closer to that of cable TV. That's why cable companies, including NBC's owner Comcast, are looking for ways to stay relevant to those who want their content without paying for hundreds of channels they don't want. That's where Peacock comes in. Now, what makes Peacock different from other streaming services? Well, it's gonna be an unusual hybrid between live television and on-demand viewing. When you open up the Peacock app, there will be live content playing immediately. It's not the NBC network, but a curated schedule of programs that will run throughout the day. If you don't wanna watch what's currently on, you can choose other content to watch. What kind of content? Well. Drawing from the vast library of NBC Universal means there will be a lot of choices. Shows like 30 Rock, Cheers, Frasier, Superstore, Top Chef, and many others will be included at launch. Popular shows The Office and Parks and Recreation will follow once their contracts with Netflix expire. Late night shows like The Tonight Show and Late Night will be available three hours ahead of their network broadcast times. And original shows will be part of the service as well. Reboots of Battlestar Galactica, Punky Brewster, and Say by the Bell are in the works. All in all, NBC promises over 15,000 hours of programming will be available. That's not even including the planned 24-7 coverage of the 2020 Olympics. So the big question, how much will all of this cost you? Well, that depends. There are three tiers of the service, Peacock Free, which will be available to all internet users at no additional cost. That tier will be ad-supported and have limited content. Then there's Peacock Premium with a $5 a month fee for full access with ads and a $10 tier to remove all ads. On January 16, 2020, NBC Universal made the official announcement that the new streaming service will launch twice. In April, Xfinity cable subscribers will get the first look at the Peacock service while everyone else will get their chance in July. Is Peacock the future of streaming media? 
Well, they've got the backing of the largest cable company in the United States with the libraries of both NBC and Universal Studios, so it's a pretty good bet. Regardless, the eyes of both corporate media and millions of potential viewers will be on this new venture. Time will tell if this peacock is something to be proud of. And that's it for this week. Next time on the Deep Dive Podcast, Manda and I will go on lockdown to bring you our favorite prison movies. Bribe a guard for some headphones because it's going to get interesting. We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at the Deep Dive Podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. All clips used in the Deep Dive microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn, based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Media.